The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is smoking. Over the line! This. I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a foul. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stunt. I have a scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, a single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. 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 For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, September 23rd, 2017. Broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana. Cigar Soundstage today at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, which is right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire today. He worked for Cigar Journal for eight years. He headed up cigar tourism in Cuba and Twin Engines Coffee Company, if that's not enough. Uh, my very first trip ever to Cuba was with him. He's going to join us with his first of its kind, Cuban coffee. We're going to dig into Cuban cigars all the way from Nicaragua. Colin Danley joins us. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you are listening to The Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. All right, fingers crossed. All the way from Nicaragua is Colin Ganley. Colin, can you hear us? Is the mute gate open? Yes, yes. it is. Hey, guys. How's hey, it going? Perfect. Perfect. <clears throat> Welcome aboard. Awesome. Welcome back. Yeah. One of these days, we're going to get you, you live in studio, but it actually I, uh, it works from there. How's the, how's the weather in Nicaragua today? It's nice. <clears throat> it's uh, it's 10 o'clock in the morning here, and it's about 70 degrees out. So, and a uh, little sunny, little overcast. I, I can see if it's, it could go 50-50. It could go either way today. All right, because there's rumbling. Just like Jonathan. Yeah, there's rumbling uh, <laughs> not too far from you. Mexico, uh, lots of earthquakes. You got um, roaring fires in California. You got... Um, you know, uh, rain pouring in, uh, wiping out um, Dominican Republic yesterday and, and Cuba. My God, the, the gods are screaming out there. But Nicaragua's been okay. Nicaragua's been been just fine. Yeah, we've had, we haven't had any of those problems. Luckily, the hurricanes almost always miss us, um, and uh, we do get we do get earthquakes, and we've got live active volcanoes in Nicaragua. But uh, we've been pretty fortunate with those lately. All right, that's uh, that's tough. But but you do uh, import out your your coffee out of florida and that's been a, a task for you right <clears throat> yeah that's been a big problem our our fulfillment is in the same city as the rocky patel cigars naples florida okay and so if you were watching the hurricane the path of of irma it went directly the eye of the storm went directly over naples florida in fact that's where it made landfall so it brought <clears throat> a huge amount of water with it from the caribbean into naples and 
the eye of the storm literally went right over our warehouse. So our people left yeah. uh, nice and early. So uh, that's great. Everybody's safe. Um, and, and we're happy about that. We haven't been able to ship anything for two weeks, yeah. but our people are fine. Um, the, our equipment that was there was fine. Uh, so we're in good shape. Do earthquakes make it easier to harvest the uh, <laughs> crop because it shakes it off the Shake, tree? Shakes it off. Shake it off. If bit. we had enough uh, nets, that, that'd be a good technique. Yeah. But so we're gonna uh, we're gonna light up a cigar today because we're gonna actually um, smoke a Cuban cigar. We're gonna actually uh, drink a coffee from you, and we're gonna get into that coffee in just a minute. But uh, here's a cigar we're gonna smoke, which is something uh, I had the pleasure of sitting with you at the Habanos Festival this year and Jonathan. And um, this was something that was given to us at that point, so we held on to it for about 10 months or so. This is the Monte Cristo Habano 80th Anniversario. Colin, what do you, what do you know about this? Anything? Yeah. <clears throat> so every year uh, at, the, at the Habanos Festival, they release their new cigars for the year. Um, they're usually not available for retailers yet, but they just want to give everybody kind of a – Kind so of that's a... that's what that was, and and there's always one cigar, as, yeah, and at the end at, at the very end of the dinner they always give the most expensive, exclusive, whatever cigar is going to be for that year, and that's what that one was. So it was for to celebrate the 80th anniversary of the brand Monte Cristo, and and not for sale. It's there, not for and sale. And they're not for sale yet. Yeah, still, I don't yeah. know. It's, yeah. So so they got it down of of having the festival and having the cigars, but you know. You know, still waiting for stuff from the year before on the Cohiba 50th that never came out. It's they don't have the business end of it down. I don't think quite yet, but um, it's always it's always been a problem. Even their limited editions, which which they've been doing for much longer. You know, the gold and black secondary right. band that says Edition Limitada. Yeah, those have typically not come out until like November, December of of the year they're supposed to be out. Right. I don't know why. Yeah, they're pretty slow on it. Well, this came in a little three-count box, and it, it the aroma on it, very cinnamon, cedary. cinnamon, cedar, um, really smells good. We're going to give it a cut in the light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So I, did we have this as a single cigar that night also? Yeah, they, yeah, they gave us one at the end of okay. the dinner. I don't remember if any of us smoked it, though. I don't either. Were, were, you, were you smoking the cigars that they handed out? I was, but I couldn't smoke fast enough to smoke every cigar as they as they, no, they, were, they, they passed were it out. they were handing out quite a bit. This was on the last night, right? Yeah, it was the last night, the, the big dinner. And uh, it, and it was the very last cigar that they gave us too. So they had already given us like four or five cigars at that point. Okay, so I probably haven't. So so here it is here, and Mr. Jonathan's figuring if we're gonna go big, let's go, go big. big. Or, or don't, well, the the real the real reason I picked this particular uh, lighter from Lotus is it's the uh, the Lotus Dominator, sixty nine ninety nine. It features four jets at the top. You've got a flip out. Dual gauge bullet punch just under the igniter. You also have a peel out Swiss Army knife style scissor cutter off to the side. The four jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank, even though this is a Lotus lighter. This but is a handful. Barry, you did a review on this lighter. 
Earlier this week, that is Earlier correct. this week. And uh, the reason I brought this later out is I wanted to ask you, what are the other cuts you can do with this scissor? That's an interesting thing. Um, do tell. No, I want to know because you said, and for those of you who want to do all of the other cuts, here's the flip-out scissor. What are the other cuts? Well, the straight cuts versus the bullet cut on the side. All right, just checking. I thought maybe you knew a trick to make a V-cut happen yeah. out of this. I was, yeah. thought I was going to learn something. Well, the good thing about having that is if you have a torpedo, you're screwed. When you've got a bullet cutter, you, you can, got a torpedo. You can bang it out. You're screwed. So, so here it is. But, my God, what a for massive. $69.99, this is the uh, larger man's pocket lighter. But for the rest <laughs> of us, say. this is a tabletop <laughs> lighter. So just some stats on the cigar we're smoking before we get into the Colin interview. Yeah. It measures six and a half by 55, and when it does come out, it will retail for 40 pounds, which is the equivalent of 54 U.S. dollars. Wow. Or a box would be 800 pounds, which is equivalent to $1,082. So people that are buying cigars for 10 bucks on a beach, those ain't the real thing. Right, right. It's going to be 55 bucks? 55 U.S., 40 pounds. A dollar a ring gauge. Basically. Wow. So what is that? That's like 50 cents a puff? <clears throat> yeah, give or take. <clears throat> well, let's see. And you can't even buy it if you want to, which makes part of, part <laughs> of the, um All right, so it's got a nice taste to it. So what I would like to pair this with, and we were thinking, was the inaugural, the inaugural um, release. release of Cuban coffee. So this is the twin engine. So, Colin, tell us about this. How, how do you have this, and how, how do we have this? Okay, so um, last, was it last year or was it a year? And a, <clears throat> a little over a year ago now, um, this, this, the U.S. government made it legal to import coffee into the United States from Cuba. <clears throat> it was one commodity uh, out of a huge list yeah. that was allowed to come into the country, but they made it extremely difficult. And then Cuba, on the other side, made it extremely difficult but allowable for coffee to be exported from the country. And so some people, including ourselves, tried to start to figure out this puzzle. How do you legally get it out of Cuba, following all the laws over there, and then legally get it in legally. following all the laws in the United States? Um, and it was it was extremely complicated and extremely difficult, which is why uh, you haven't really seen any Cuban coffee in the market in the United States yet, because it's just a, it's a tricky puzzle. The first company to do it was uh, Nespresso. They, they'd made a limited edition of their little capsules, you know, the Nespresso yeah. capsules? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so they were actually the first company to successfully get the get Cuban coffee into the United States. And <clears throat> since then, we're, we're the only other company that's done it. Um, and so we've got it available, like, like you guys have it, in whole bean uh, in, in bags so people can grind it and make it however they want. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we've got it in ground, and we also put it in um, capsules that are compatible with your K-cup machine. All right. So Nespresso is only going to come in that Nespresso little pod for their machine, right? That's the only way it comes. Yeah. So this exactly. is actually you have to have this is the first whole bean into the U.S. Yeah. So with so with ours, you can make it in your Mister Coffee at home. You can make it in your K-cup machine. You can make it in a French press. You can make it into espresso. You can make it however you want. So the I got camera a, on? How does he know I have a, a, a Mr. Mr. Coffee? Mr. Coffee? So I got a question for you. Um, <laughs> when, yeah. I, when I make Cuban coffee, I make it with the sugar. I whip it into the paste. And when you guys uh -huh. were down in Cuba last year or, or the year before that, Jonathan was telling me in Cuba they tend to drink the Cuban coffee without sugar. What is your preference and why? 
Okay, so Barry, I love you, mm-hmm. um, but this may sound a little bit rude. When you when when people in in South Florida say Cuban coffee, it's there's nothing there's nothing very Cuban about it. They're right. drinking Brazilian beans, and they're making it in what I call the Miami Cuban style, where they make the paste with the with the sugar and all this kind of stuff to just basically make this super sugar infused espresso. Um, in Cuba, sometimes they add the sugar before they make it, but basically they make it in an Italian style. I mean, when you when you drink coffee in Cuba, it's typically just an espresso, sometimes with sugar, sometimes without. Somehow in in South Florida um, and in general in the Cuban-American community, this concept of a Cuban coffee that has this sugar bomb inside of it has become known as a Cuban coffee. But in Cuba, that that's an it's kind of an alien concept. So with so for example with our Cuban beans you know it's 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 coffee it, it's just like coffee from anywhere else except it has that unique Cuban taste so it's great as espresso it's great as you guys are going to drink it as a French press um, I recommended that you guys try it as a French press just because that's a way to drink the coffee and really get a lot of the tastes out of it you get all the different flavors from it the espresso can be gone too fast. Um, but we, we drink it all the different ways, to be honest. I mean, for when I make an espresso, sometimes I'll use the Cuban, but more often we'll use the twin engine espresso, uh, which is 100% Nicaraguan coffee. Um, but you can do it. You can do it any way you want. But when people when people say Cuban coffee to me down in South Florida, I always just kind of roll my eyes and, and try to decide whether to go into my sales pitch or not because there's nothing Cuban about it. <laughs> thank, thank you, you for know. giving fuel for Jonathan's yeah. fire. There we go. That brings it. me to my my next question. Nicaragua was, let's face it, basically forgotten for four decades as a coffee producing uh, area, but it really mm-hmm. of all the Central American countries, it's one of the best because it has the highest altitude. Is this why you decided to go into Nicaragua to source your coffee? Yeah, I mean, when my wife and I were living in Italy, we were trying to to figure out how to make the best coffee company that we could. We wanted to just start something from scratch and do it ourselves. And we figured, okay, well, look, you can set up a roaster in some random place and buy beans from another place, or you can just go to a place with amazing coffee and just set up roots, set up a factory, do everything. And as we looked at Africa and Central America and different places with top-level coffee, Nicaragua really stood out. One, because we had friends here. Two, because the quality was high. Um, And three, because it was a place that that was livable. Um, And so, yeah, so we decided to move down here because we saw the potential in the coffee. Um, And it was was a place that was was very livable. I find it interesting that you say livable because one of the things that happened in those four decades was the earthquake of 72. You got the Sandinistas in the late 70s and ran Contra through the 80s. Hurricane Mitch in 98. It's only really been the last 10 years that (laughs) Nicaragua has become the bright and shining star that it once was. Maybe 20. But what's your option? Ethiopia? I mean, do you really? I just think I think it's interesting that he that he considers that livable. I would be out of my mind, afraid every single day to get out of bed. Oh, you, have you been to Nicaragua? Yes, yes, you went with us. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I was yeah, afraid every single day it, to get out of bed. No, <laughs> it, you know, it's it, Nicaragua has a lot of variety too. I mean, you've got um, you've got these beautiful colonial towns. You've got the big city of Managua, which I, I don't really enjoy. It's kind of a big Latin American city with all the good and bad that, that comes with that. But then you have this huge Pacific coast, this big, long Pacific coast. You've got this nice, arcing Caribbean coast. You've got the mountains where the coffee's grown, which are super peaceful and, and have a nice climate. 
Um, and then you've got tons of hotels, resorts, tourism, all this kind of stuff. Esteli, where I'm sure you went, yeah, um, has a lot of really nice people, but it's not a town that I really enjoy for for the town. It's getting a little bit better. There are more restaurants and more things like that, and the people are great. But you know, as a place to go, it's it's really pretty low on the list of where you would you would check out in Nicaragua. So we set up our coffee factory in a place called Leon, Nicaragua. It's an old colonial city just off the Pacific Ocean. And um, it's full of universities, restaurants, cafes, uh, things like that. So <clears throat> so where we're at, um, if we needed to run out to the Pacific Ocean or up to Honduras to get out for some reason, it's not that far. Um, but that's really not something we think about. Really on a day-to-day -day basis, it's really more just the kind of things that any business thinks about, which is employees, training, uh, you know, all, all that kind of stuff, maintaining quality, uh, all the, all those sorts of things. So we don't really think about the emergency situation type of stuff. And, you know, the building code has changed since that earthquake happened. Sure. So I want to nope. separate this to, for, for our folks that are listening to understand. We're, st we're starting to see a lot of people in the cigar industry get into coffee. And when I say get into coffee, they're <laughs> attaching their name to it. They're, they're private labeling it, uh, you know. This is altogether different. You actually grow coffee and go through all the process. You're not just a roaster buying it from other people. You're handling this from seed to finish, right? That's right. Yeah. From from even before even before the coffee's planted, we we actually finance some farmers um, to grow exclusively for us. Um, we grow ourselves. Um, and we do buy some coffee on the open market. But when I'm talking about buying coffee, what I mean is we're buying it as it comes out of the field green um we're not yeah we're, we're not like the the typical local roaster in the u.s where they're buying it from a warehouse in cleveland or, or whatever and they're getting whatever the the guy running the warehouse tells them that it is it's, yeah. that's not how, how we operate we, which, we're at the fall. and we're learning you know that, that there's a lot of crap in this industry you know as we're learning for our own cafe that there's truths and, and lies uh, within this as there is in the cigar industry, and it's just people just not saying the way it is. But, um, yeah. for instance, you have this uh, Cuban coffee that you have. Are you getting this in as a green bean? Yeah. Yeah, we get it in as a green bean. And then taking it from so, there and, and, and blending it, or you know, much like a tobacco person would do. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the, the similarities between... The, our production of, of coffee and production of, of cigars is really similar. So you take a look at somebody um, like a Placencia or like a Hochi Blanco or somebody like that. They grow the tobacco, they warehouse it, they age it, they ferment it, they roll it, they brand it, they export it, they import it, they sell it to a, a retailer. That's, that's what we do every step along the chain. So all throughout that, you're evaluating quality if something isn't what you expected it to be, boom, you dump it out on the private market to somebody else, probably some local roaster in the U.S. Um, and you keep all the stuff that's that's the very best to put your, your brand on it. And that's what carries all the way through the thing. I mean, it's it's heavy. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that that we're involved in. But I guess we can talk about the details if you want. But I think there's a story that's actually a better way to illustrate it. So in 1924. All the producers of grapes and wines in France used to sell their grapes or their or not their grapes. They would sell their wines after they would make the wine into in the barrel 
to a, somebody called a negociant, basically a business person who would take it and put it in bottles, and they would say, this wine came from, from this winery, um, and then they, and they would sell it. Well, the problem was you had some of the, some of the best producers like uh, Chateau Mouton uh, Rothschild. They would, they would make their wine in barrels, and then they would sell it to a negociant. And let's say that they sold them enough to make uh, 10,000 bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. Then, then they got the sense that maybe there was about 20,000 bottles of wine with their name brand on it yeah. going out into the marketplace. So, they, so a couple things happened. One, they were, they were, their, their brand was being besmirched by having somebody else's wine put in it. Maybe not as um, good as theirs. Maybe not as good as theirs. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Um, and, and so what, what uh, Chateau Mouton Rothschild did is they got a lo- about five of the other best producers of wine in that, in that area of France to come together and say, hey, look, let's bottle our own wine. Let's do it at the Chateau where we produce the wine. That way we know that when somebody buys a bottle of wine with one of our names on it, we can give them the confidence that it actually is what it says on the label. Mm. And it started this massive change in the wine business to bring bottling from this middleman back to the place where the wine is actually made. Now, the reason I tell that story is because that hasn't happened in coffee yet. What's happening is most coffee growers sell coffee to a middleman who then goes and sells it to the local roaster. Well, the local roasters are probably usually getting what what it says on the the label, but are not always getting what it says on the label. So what we're doing is, and we're encouraging everybody Every, every other coffee producer that we come in contact with, which is most of them in Nicaragua, we're t- encouraging people to do the same thing. Make it authentic. Make people understand the difference between an unadulterated, pure, high-altitude coffee and the stuff that's been mixed yeah. because there's a, huge, there's a huge taste difference. And so we're trying to basically, you know, 90 years later, do something similar in coffee to what was done in wine back in 1924. You're basically becoming, and if you, this is a compliment coming from me, the Perdomo of coffee because his whole goal for his whole career Stock has been spinach. vertically integrated and every process that he can come up with on his own, he does, and it sounds like that's the direction that you're going. So that you don't end up getting screwed. I even see on the back of your package here, authenticity guarantee with a hologram. And this is on the, mm-hmm. on the Cuban product. Is that there because you know, uh, dealing with cigars all the years you did, that there were fake Cuban cigars and this could actually happen in the coffee? You know what happens in the coffee industry. Yeah, we feel there's a high risk, especially with the Cuban coffee, because we're the only people who've successfully brought Cuban coffee into the United States right now, that somebody might fake it. Um, and so we just wanted to give our customers that little bit of extra um, you know, peace of mind. Uh, that it came from us, and and if if I look at a bag and it's not and, and it doesn't have our hologram sticker on it, then I'll know that it wasn't that it didn't come out of our factory. Yeah, so the people need to know that that they need to see that that's on there, and um, because you know, and and, I, and I'm trying to learn a lot about coffee as I'm going on here, but I look at a at a bean, a coffee bean, and I can't tell, you know. Um, I'm pretty good when it comes to cigars, I learned over the years, but always consumers ask me, hey, is this a real one? Is this a real one? And we have ways to do it. Are there ways to look at a coffee bean to know that that's Cuba, this is Nicaraguan, and somebody else is Ethiopian? It's hard to know the, um, the origin of it, but, it, but you can tell the variety. So just like in tobacco, you've got Criollo, Corojo, Habano, et cetera. 
you can look at the leaf and you can you can tell by the texture of it by the by the vein structure what it is the same thing happens in coffee you've got um you've got bourbon katura maragohipe all these different varieties of coffee and you can tell by looking at the beans a lot of time whether it is that or not um it's it's harder to tell what country it's grown in but when you taste it then you can usually shake it out well there's one of your coffees i can tell that's different than the others and this is the elefante what's up oh, with yeah. that so the Elefante, um, that was our very first reserve coffee. When we came out, we came out with the Nicaraguan Cigar Blend, the Estate, and the Elefante Reserve. And the reason we call it Elefante is because it's a huge bean. You know, like an elephant is big. Sure. This bean. Yeah, it is. Um, um, no and it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's a, it's a big bean. Um, it's got a real creamy texture to it and just a classic Nicaraguan taste. Uh, it's it's a be- It makes a beautiful coffee, and I always loved it from the beginning. Um, so we made it our first reserve coffee, but it's very difficult to get. Farmers don't want it. So that's actually what got us into financing farmers because all the farmers were quitting uh, growing that bean because they weren't making enough money on it. So what we um, – because the, the plant that grows that bean – produces like a third of the quantity of coffee of a regular coffee plant. Yeah. The Corojo of the the, uh, coffee world. Yeah. And so even though it has this amazing texture and and taste, farmers didn't want to grow it because they'd have to charge three times as much. And it's you you can't as quickly find buyers to pay three times as much. We were paying three times as much, but even still, they weren't sure if they'd be able to sell it the next year. So actually, that's why we started financing farmers is to lock in our supply of of Elefante. And it ended up uh, being a huge success for us because this year, actually, that coffee won a thing called the Cup of Excellence, which is a blind tasting of the coffees in the country. um, And they find the best coffee. And and we won that this year with with that particular coffee. So we're the only only provider of of that coffee because we buy all the coffee from that farm because we finance it from the beginning of the season. All right. So one of the other things you do, not that you, there's not enough things you do, but it's cigar tourism. Uh, are you still doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, next year, I'm just looking at the calendar now. It's it's starting to get really full between about January and April. Um, and I'm thinking about, so cigar tour, or, um, experience Cuban culture, the part that goes to Cuba, cigar tourism goes to Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. Um, experience Cuban culture, I think, you know, when, Dave, when, when we went on that first one, we, we kind of opened up a trip to, to, to the public or to a few people that I knew to be able to go. Mm. Um, and, but typically what we do is we have one group of people from, say, a retail store or a, a group of friends or something like that, and they, go, they come as a preformed group. But normally I don't open it up to open sign-up. I think I'm going to do another one of those open sign-up trips at the end of November this year. Yeah, it was great um, because we, we made friends. You know, I went by myself. Yeah. And I'll tell you, as as a listener, you think uh, you're going to go on a trip by yourself. You don't know anybody that's there. You're just one all by yourself. I, I made seven friends. I yeah, mean, it was, hours it, in, you yeah, become buddies. It was great, great. Um, but you yeah, don't have, you don't have any problem getting to Cuba now. They're, they're talking about now it's not as easy as to go. Just as um, you know, change ups that's happened, but it's still going. In they're they're making it um, harder to impossible for individuals, but for um, because what they want is they want uh, group tour organizers such as ourselves to take responsibility for everybody and make sure that they're following the rules of the license, etc. Yeah. 
so it shouldn't have a big impact on us. We, we do expect that um, some of the suppliers uh, that are commonly used down there for transportation, hotels, restaurants, things like that are going to be prohibited soon. Mm. Um, but that but that's not going to that's not going to affect us very much, because as you probably remember from the trip, we didn't use a lot of government uh, provided resources. I mean, most of the restaurant, all almost all the restaurants we go to are privately owned. The activities that we do are all privately you know, at, at, at somebody's private farm or, uh, you know, a private company or different things like that. So I don't expect that that's going to have much, if any, impact on us at all. Well, I highly recommend it. If, if you're out there, you've been thinking about doing it, this is the way to do it because you know the right people in the right places, where to eat, where to go. Uh, it was very, very organized, and it was the first one. I imagine uh, you've tweaked it and improved, if it's even possible, uh, improved of yeah. what you did, but it was, it was absolutely fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, it's you know we're constantly evolving and improving, and and we we still have some of the same guys uh, with us who are who you who you met on the on the trip who are working for us and making it a great experience. But yeah, actually the restaurant scene has got even better, has gotten even better since we went there. So it's yeah, I mean I still love going there even though it's 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 kind of work for me now. I, I I love it. Yeah. Do you incorporate a little bit of coffee business in there while you're there? Well, obviously you did if you're the first importer of coffee. Uh... Out, out of Cuba, but to the cons- to the person that goes on the trip, we definitely do. Well, we we definitely enjoy a lot of Twin Engine Coffee. I don't know if we did it at, at on your trip, but did, when we went out to the Rabina Farm, did we drink uh, Twin Engine when we were there? We did not. We did not. Okay, yeah. That, so we do at any opportunity like that where they're going to be giving us coffee, we always bring the coffee and and kind of taste through a bunch of the different ones. And of course, I, I'm there on most of the trips most of the time. So we talk about anything from life and philosophy to cigars and coffee. It is awesome. I have uh, one burning question, Colin. In in doing my Uh research, getting ready for this interview, I came across a a fact that there was a time period where Cuban Cuban coffee producers began mixing roasted peas in with their coffee. uh, And that practice came back into popularity in 2011 because of rising prices. Do you know anything about that? Can you drink? Roasted peas as a coffee beverage? <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never uh, never heard of it. I've never seen it, to be honest. No. All right. I know people put a lot of when it's ground coffee, you you will you will uh, taste some strange things when you buy ground coffee. Sometimes there's you know obviously down in Louisiana they put chicory in there. Um, you've got uh, in a lot of the cheapest 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 coffees they'll put things like uh, soy or corn into the coffee. Um, but only when it's only when it's ground coffee, so you can't see it. Gotcha. So buy the whole beans. So tell us how the consumer can buy Twin Engines coffee, and the consumer can get to cigar tourism and and, and visit even uh, Cuba, or if they want to come to Nicaragua and see you there. So uh, for the coffee, there's uh, TwinEngineCoffee.com has a list of all the retailers around the world that carry our coffee. Uh, there's there's almost one location in every state around the United States. Okay. So take a look on there um, for the, the different places that you can buy it. You can also buy some of the rarer coffees on our website at TwinEngineCoffee.com. And then at ExperienceCubanCulture.com, uh, you can find out all about the trips and to contact us directly. All right, beautiful. Colin Ganley, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Thank you for the coffee. Uh, we enjoyed it. Very much. Smoking Cuban thank coffee Thank you, guys. I really there. appreciate it. I... Okay. Um, when we come back, 
last night was Cigar Journal Trophy Awards. Incidentally, I didn't even get into that with Colin, that he was in the editor of Cigar Journal. Uh, this guy's really been around. But anyway, last night was Cigar Journal Trophy Awards. Basically, the People's Choice Awards. That's right. And a couple of weeks ago, we got together and decided what we thought was going to be the winners. We have the winners here. We're going to see how we did. We got the details when we, when we return. We're live in Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the 
Quantity Produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padrón Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Poppy from the Big Poppy Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Authority. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And in Germany last night, thousands got together for Intertabac, the International Trade Fair of Tobacco Products and Smoking Accessories, and the Cigar Trophy Awards from Cigar Journal. How did Cuban cigars fare against the best in the Dominican Republic, Honduras, Nicaragua? We got the details. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And while we're at it, we are smoking a oh. $55 cigar. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little about cigars. Yeah, is this a cigar podcast? It is. It is. <laughs> okay. And listen, I'm prob- probably getting a ton of emails saying the coffee, stop with the coffee, blah, blah, blah. We're going to stop with the coffee. We just, you know, it's a new we're thing. We're excited about it. Yeah. And you wouldn't believe how connected they are they're connected and there's so much to learn and i i for one i like to learn new things so i'm i'm finding myself even more engrossed in the coffee than i've ever been and they go together so well but we're gonna we're gonna back off the coffee end of it and uh but we are smoking a cuban cigar this is the monte cristo 80th anniversary it was at last year's habanos festival the last cigar at the habanos festival they gave they gave a three-pack so uh I was thinking, so I only have the three. That, that's it, obviously. But you have three, too. Do I? Well, you should. Or did you smoke them? I might have smoked them. <laughs> really? <laughs> so Dave shares his cigars, and Jonathan keeps them for himself. Well, smokes them. That's not true. I brought in two. Okay. When we had to do, when we, when we came back, I brought in two. I'm not trying to keep them. I just, I may have the three. I may not. I'll, I'll say this, smoking this. It feels more like a Nicaraguan cigar than it does a Cuban cigar. It feels a little bit stronger it is than strong. what I'm, I'm used to from, yeah. from the nation. Yeah. I will say it, I'm picking up uh, a little floral component, which is indicative of Cuban tobacco. We know it's real because we were there when yeah. we got it. Uh, so I'm getting a little bit of that floralness. And they're not faking these yet because they're not even out. Right. But at $55 a piece, they're going to fake these cigars, yeah, right? Of course. $55. There's not the, um, by now, there would typically be some 
ammoniation going on and some mineral taste that I got while I was there. But those cigars were so fresh. Now with 11 months on it, it's certainly gone through its sick period, and now the cigar is what it is. You would think they were getting those cigars ready. The connoisseurs are there. you got got 1,000 connoisseurs across the world. It's the best of the best. But like you said, for them, the best of the best is going to be the best-looking ones. It's not... They do what they do. They make cigars the way they make cigars. They're not going to change that just because of a Habanos festival. Well, I disagree only for the fact that this is a 55 ring gauge. You can see that they're changing things. Yeah. They're looking at the American market. We're getting bigger. They were never that way. The European market is the thinner ring gauge, blah, blah, blah. They're not selling into the U.S., but they believe that the U.S. people are buying these things, so they make a 55 ring gauge cigar. There's 60s out there. There's all kinds of stuff. In Europe, they refer to the cigars that we smoke here in the States as New World cigars. And the percentage of New World cigars is starting to catch up to the amount of Cuban cigars that are sold. Matter of fact, there's a cigar shop in Amsterdam that sells nothing but Nicaraguan tobaccos. Really? Yes. Wow. Good okay. Perry, the world traveler he over is. there. So, and I was supposed to go to this, and I backed out the last minute because between our anniversary party, the podcast studio opening up, I'm looking at my schedule. I said, I just can't do it. I'm I just pulling myself to just... Just admit it. You were afraid to drive on the Autobahn. Not at all. Not at all. 155 miles an hour. I'm looking forward to it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. Um, but this is, this is something I always wanted to see because they compare sometimes the IPCPR with it. This is a whole different thing. This is Intertobac, Dortmund, Germany. Uh, it's going on right now. Intertobac takes place yesterday, which is uh, the 22nd, till tomorrow. Sunday, the 24th, it closes. So it's a short period of time. It's a trade fair of tobacco products. It is not a cigar trade show. It is a tobacco trade show. So you've got to imagine it's much, much bigger because it's every cigarette company, every chewing tobacco, every yeah. snooze, snuff. Uh, pipe tobacco, uh, cigar, everything is, is all under one roof. Which so, one's the one that's like cocaine? It comes out in the powder and you snooze. Give yeah. it a little snort. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. And I believe they're all in separate rooms, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Like, you know, one room's towards cigars, like room C. It's broken up into different yeah. rooms. But how about companies that do all three or do, because there's a lot of them. There's a lot to do a lot of different things. Um, can we do a show on the snooze one and just snore through the whole yeah. show? I'm, I'm, in. That, I'm in. What I don't like about it is, is it's flavored. It's flavored also. Yeah, I, I, I I've never had a regular one. You know, I've had strawberry and I've menthol and all the different ones. And I'll You've tell never you, breathed better in your whole no, life than after No, that. you sneezed a lot of sneezing after. Sneezing. And, um, and, and apparently, I don't want to say gigantic in Europe, but it exists in Europe. It's, it's non-existent here. If we're going to snort something, it's going to be cocaine or something. I think we should do better, a comparison right? between the two. I really. feel bad for our friend Pete, who's listening to the show. He's twitching right now. Yeah. Um, Poor Pete. You pick on him too much. He's asked if you mentioned him more on the show. Just but not negatively. Not better negative. choice. Yeah. Um, so cigars play a much smaller role in Europe than it does here, even though it plays a small role here. So I don't want you to say as we're going through this, you know, this is the biggest cigar convention because I don't believe it is. I, I, I believe it's still the IPCPR. This is global. It's huge. It's getting bigger. But it's mostly distributors because it's not like the IPCPR International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers. This is the distributors. 
of each country and maybe multiple distributors at each country and where the countries are all close to each other, they all come there. So it's a whole different thing. This is not the IPCPR and it should not be compared. It is very, very different. That ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Today's hypothetical battle is between Al Gore, the former vice president of the United States, Al Gore versus Weird Al Yankovic. Where are you going with this? We're going to go back in time to the 1990s, and they're going to actually switch jobs. Who would come out on top? I'm beginning to see a theme because he did this with uh, Oprah and, and Donald ah, Trump. Ah, there we go. Week. He's on a theme. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first. Weird Al, you know, he made up all these great lyrics. He, he took it and changed it to stuff that might have been made up. And that's what Al Gore has done. He's that's made, right. That's he's right. made up global warming. It doesn't really exist. Oh, be say careful that of that. It's more about the trees that have been taken down that have caused the emissions. So global warming's a little bit of a farce. So I'm going to go but he with, did it, but he did with a Weird good, Al. He did a good job You're always, making it up. You're always about just pushing because your there's a Republican people, agenda over there. Yeah, you know, I don't want to piss people off. Yeah. You're doing a good job, Al. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say that it is uh, Weird Al Yankovic as well. What, uh, is, what is your favorite Weird Al Yankovic song? Um, there's the one with the, with the sandwich there. Is it I'm Fat? He rips off Michael Jackson. Uh, there's the one that he did, the uh, Gangster's Paradise one, which Coolio wanted him not to put it out, and he put it out anyways. Yeah. Kind of gave the middle finger to the whole music industry. I think Weird Al has, uh, has balls and would do the right thing as often as he possibly could, and that's why I got to go with Weird Al. He could be a good vice president. Weird Al Yankovic. I think he'd be a good president. If he ran, I'd vote for him. And you don't think that Al Gore could pull off the uh, tour, of the Weird Al Yankovic tour? I don't think that uh, Al Gore could go one week without getting a haircut, so... Uh. And and his wife founded PMRC. She would never let him do the music. He did invent the internet, so he's got that going for him. I don't think he does. But okay, the winner is... Weird Al Yankovic. What's the odds of Weird Al Yankovic winning anything? But um, he's out there. He's out there. Um, So Cigar Journal Awards. We went through them, and we looked to see. Remember, this is like a People's Choice Awards. So everybody wrote in and said what they think their favorite of each country is. And then you have the finalists. And then everybody goes on again, and just with those finalists, choose again. So it has nothing to do with the, the tastings that we do for the Cigar Journal. It has nothing to do with Cigar Journal saying themselves, we think this is better than that. It becomes the People's Choice Award. So the question is, what do you think that people are going to think the best of each thing is? There's so, four exceptions to that. The uh, Charity and Community Outstanding Art Ambassador and Lifetime Achievement are the exceptions. Those are That's why we won the Ambassador of Cigars, because we didn't let the people vote on it. It just (laughs) went to who was the best. We had the best chance at that. So let me ask you this. Is this the end of us being the Ambassadors of Cigars? Is today the last day? Well, a former president is always referred to as Mr. Mr. President. President? So we shall forever be Mr. Ambassador. Okay. I like it. All right. I'll be the ambassador. Okay. I can do that. And we know from our friend at Ambassador Cigar that the ambassador means going to the bathroom, going that's to visit the ambassador. Going to visit the ambassador. Well, yes. that's because, you know, our show is poops. So. That's right. <laughs> so best brand in Costa Rica. Mr. Jonathan thought it was going to be Atabay because yes, that did. was one of the choices. Barry Stein thought it was Brew Del Rey. 
Do you remember that? That's I remember. what you thought it was. I thought it was going to be M. Bombay because I see a lot of writings and things about that. The winner is Vegas de Santiago. Ah. What is that? No well, idea. We are not the Costa Rican authority. No, we are not. <laughs> no, we are not. I don't even know what that is. Have you ever had one? No. Have you ever seen it? I had to look it up to see what it looked like. Wow, I don't even yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Who's voting for this? It must be big in Europe, maybe. And you know, This is a worldwide publication. Cigar it Journal is. used to be European Cigar Cult Journal, so maybe it's big in Europe. Wow. So you can see uh, we're not doing good right off the bat. Best brand of Cuba. Barry and Mr. Jonathan agreed it has to be Cohiba. I disagreed because I know that they passed this specific cigar out in Cuba last year. It was the big deal. It was the 80th anniversary of the Monte Cristo. But what you didn't know was they weren't going to put it on the market yet. I didn't know that. All right. So the winner is Partigas. <laughs> so I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Nothing. We're zero for zero. Um, best brand of the Dominican Republic. And... Barry says it's going to be Avo Synchro Nicaraguan. Best brand of Dominican Republic. Avo Synchro Nicaraguan is what Barry thought. I thought he was crazy. Mr. Jonathan says Balmoral Anejo XO. Not a big thing in the U.S., but again, he's looking at the European Trying to play thing it that it. way, yeah. And then me, I went with Davidoff Yamasa, and I took the point. I got one. Huh? Riveting. Riveting. Best brand of Honduras. Mr. Jonathan and Dave both said it's got to be the Aroa 20th anniversary. Barry says, nope, it's going to be the Rocky Patel 20th. The winner is Oscar, the Oscar. So no points there. Now, there is a small brand. Yes. A very small brand that won basically the People's Choice Awards of it. I'm very surprised. So I think they got their fan base revved up to vote. And I think that's the name of the game. If you get into it, Mr. Manufacturer, if you get nominated, I think you've got to send the people out to do that because that has to be what they did. Didn't Cigar Journal ask people not to do that, though? I don't know. So Yes, they did. Yeah, so if he did that, he should have been disqualified. Well, how do you know if somebody did that? True. Or how do we even know he did it? But all I know is he won. I'm happy for him. Um, we, carry, we carry it. We love it. I'm just surprised because we were not voting on which is the best. We're trying to figure out what the people Maybe we should vote. have voted on which one was the best. Well, it's a whole different, whole different game at that point. Best brand of Nicaragua. And I said it should be the Drew Estates Liga Pavada P52. Mr. Jonathan says the Rocky Patel Sun Grown Maduro. And Barry says Tatuaje Black. The winner is the Drew Estates Liga Pavada P52. Point number two for Dave. And we both have zero in case you're not keeping score over there. I'm bands. keeping score. It's two to zero to zero, just so you know. Best brand in other countries. So they mix the countries here. They have um, Brazil, Brazil, Peru, Mexico, and Brazil. So we got a few different Brazils, and we all picked the Brazil. We went with Villaga, Sandoro, Maduro, Brazil from Villaga. Mr. Jonathan, Barry, and myself, this is the only one I think that we all actually picked the same one. Because we know that this is the one that's going to win. The winner, Casa Torrent, Mexico. Now, that's interesting that you say that because I have you down on my sheet as having changed your answer at the last minute to the Casa Torrent. Really? Yeah. You obviously didn't change it on your sheet, but you don't get a point if you don't change it. So No. I Zero. Uh, I put it down on mine as that. So um, I didn't think it, it would have the international legs that Villiga does. 
And again, maybe they sent their people out there to do the right thing for them, uh, whatever way you look at it, but they won. Best brand in Cuba. So we talked about the best brand in Cuba. This is the best cigar in Cuba. Now they take it down right to the individual cigar itself. Um, Barry says the Partagas E, number two. Mr. Jonathan says the Trinidad Vigia, V-I-G-I-A. And I said Cohibla Siglo 6. And the winner is the Monte Cristo number two. Okay, we're batting a thousand now. Uh, best cigar in the Dominican Republic. La Flor Dominicana Bull says Mr. Jonathan and Barry. Dave says, I remember saying this, a Toro Fuente Don Carlos number three because the late great Don Carlos passed away. They're going to throw him this. Even the, the person is going to vote because of that and nailed it. I got another one. Three points for me, nothing for you guys. How bad do you feel? Do you feel, feel bad nothing. yet? Nothing? I feel nothing. Okay. Best cigar in Honduras. Um, Mr. Jonathan says Aladino. And Dave and Barry say Fleur de Silva. And the answer is the Alec Bradley Fine and Rare 2016. Nobody got that. Um, they do get a lot of play, I think, worldwide. That they do. Best cigar in Nicaragua, it was all three of us, because we got this locked out because it's always the Perdomo. It's the Perdomo Bourbon Barrel-Aged Epicure, Connecticut. That's what's going to Definitely win. the best one. So the winner is the Padron 1964 anniversary, which actually I'm not very surprised at either because an awesome top, top thing. Uh, dethroning, I think, Nick Perdomo, maybe for the first time. He's been awarded that time and time and time again. Um, and we're going to see about that cigar in the next hour. Best value in the Dominican Republic, Barry and Jonathan say La Galera. And I said it was going to be Aging Room Solera, and it was. Another point for me. So you're at four. And best value in Honduras is... I said Fleur de Copan, Barry says Punch Rare Carojo, and Mr. Jonathan says Rocky Patel Sun Grown, and Mr. Jonathan gets a point. And I'm on the board. He's on the, the board. Ah, uh, Darren. Huh? There's only one more. Nailed it. There's only one more, and Barry doesn't have a point yet. Best value in Nicaragua. Asylum, says Mr. Jonathan. Dave says it's going to be the Padron Classic. How do you beat that for the price? Barry says... Flor de las Antillas, of all things. Ian gets the point. Good at, job. At least it wasn't a shutout. It wasn't a shutout. So, and congratulations to Blend Bar in Indianapolis for being the best um, bar out there. I've never been. None of us have been to any of those. So the, the real score here is the Cigar Authority gets uh, six and zero gets seven. So we lost. We didn't even break the 50% no, mark no. as a team. But there was a whole bunch of choices on each one. But maybe we'll play it a little smarter next time. But we were trying to play the person, but you got to play the company too. Hey, in baseball, 6 for 13 is an MVP. Mm. Right now, I'm, in, I'm interested in this very much. It's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum 
Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, take no prisoner. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. Oh boy. We've all heard. Oh boy! Yep. Warm up. We've all heard of all-you-can-eat Chinese buffets and all-you-can-eat sushi. You go now. You'll be here four hour. Where you pay a flat fee and overindulge yourself. Absolutely. Well, a place in Germany has created a new flat fee buffet of sorts. The King George Brothel oh now God. offers 99 for 99 euros or 118 dollars US an all-you-can-bang special. The offer allows you to raise the roof and have some fun as you party, carambo, fiesta, all night long with as many different women as you want until your time is up. Instead of staying home alone and beating your meat, it's the adult version of the game show, Beat the Clock. Oh, God. According to the club owner, each of the 30 women could do the horizontal bop 20 times a night. But he makes sure that they only work five days a week so they can regenerate mentally and physically. Forget about winning the lottery. This is true powerballing, and that's not only insane, oh, it's asylum. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away. I, I need to take a shower. <laughs> yes. How gross, huh? Oh, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but. <laughs> you want to eat ring ding, for $118, I'm usually good for about three rounds. Dollar cost that out. What do you. 45 bucks a whack? Uh, oh, God almighty. Help I us. could do it. I could do it. Yeah. We'll make that one of the challenges. What has happened to this a- show? Any regrets about giving me these? Yes, items? there is regret. There's regrets. But where do we go here? How do you find these things? How do you search for them? <laughs> no comment. Yeah. <laughs> He's certainly on all of the right chat rooms. I guess. Hey, have you heard? Boards. And next time I hear when he's going on vacation, where are you going? What? In Germany. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people in Germany right now. What's going on? And they, they may, may or may not be listening. They're probably listening. They're probably looking up where it is. Right. Hey, that's not that far away. Uber? <laughs> they have Uber there? It sounds actually German. Uber? I mean, how awkward would it be, though, to like, walk into this place and you have somebody like Guillermo Leone and Rafael Nodal at the <laughs> same place at the same time? Be a little awkward. You no need to bring up names. Yeah, why are you even mentioning names? <laughs> yes, why would you even say that? Why hypothetically. Would, yeah, hypothetically. We're smoking the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary, a $55 cigar that is not on the market yet. The question is, when it's on the market, could we give this a stamp of approval for, for $55? It's good. For $55, it is good. no. But I actually like the strength of this cigar. It's not your typical f- overly floral, soapy flavor profile that Cubans have. It feels like there's some, like, Lajero tobacco in this that there's a little bit of oomph. And I kind of like it, but not at $54. If you're comparing apples to apples and you're comparing it to other high-end Cuban cigars, it's certainly performing better than other ones I've had. So comparing apples to apples, if you're going to smoke a Cuban cigar, why not this one? If you're going to smoke one Cuban cigar, this should be it. This is good. It's good. It's burning beautiful. It's tasting good. I can't knock anything. I just knock anything that comes in at $50, right? It's expensive. And, you know, if if it was available and you bought it in Israel where they have over 100% tobacco tax, you'd be paying over $108 for the cigar. 
And the, the Bihiki sells in Israel for around $100. $100 a guy. Yeah. I would say you, this is not quite as good as the Padron 50th, which is 40 bucks. So you get more value out of the Padron flavor-wise. But it, I can't beat it up. It's not bad. And Barry likes it because he says it tastes a little Nicaraguan. So this is very interesting because in the next hour, we're going to smoke Nicaraguan cigars. We're going to have a little Nicaraguan coffee and put those together and kind of compare of what the thing is. Why is Nicaraguan tobacco the one that we compare things to when for years and years it was always comparing things to the Cuban cigars? Now we automatically take the Cuban cigar and say, well, let's compare that to a Nicaraguan because it's, it's for, for full-bodied strength. It is, is looked upon as the go-to. You've See, got in Nicaragua, sorry, Barry, you've no got problem. three distinct growing regions, really four if you consider Ometepe. And so you end up with a lot of different character out of that one country. It's one of the, I think, the only country where you could have a puro and have it be interesting. It's like it came from three different countries because those soils are all different. Dramatically different. And this cigar that we're smoking came from the same region. All the tobacco in here came from Pinar del Rio. Almost all of it does anyway. Right. Um, but even with that, but I this wouldn't does say it's boring. Di- no, this tastes very different than other Cuban cigars I've had. We are, you know, and we're drinking the Cuban coffee along with it. This Cuban coffee tastes different. It's got a little bit of what I recall the coffee tastes like in Cuba, but it has more of a, um, let's say, a burnt chocolate Burnt dark chocolate flavor. Um, roasted, not burnt, but okay, ro- roasted. Roasted. Can you roast chocolate? Whatever. Um, and, the, and the cigar, I, I'm with Barry a little bit with, if you blind taste tested me. You'd guess Nicaraguan. I'd probably guess Nicaraguan. What were you going to say? You were going to say something? I was like, just curious. You know, I'm a new school cigar smoker. I'm kind of that cigar geek of the modern era. And I compare everything to Nicaraguan. I was curious if you compare everything to Nicaraguan or Dominican. Dominican. Because Dominican was the leader in, in my cigar life, and I, and I do do that. But when you go into fuller-bodied cigars, and I'll smoke a, a La Flor Dominicana, for instance, I can compare that to a Nicaraguan cigar, not a Dominican cigar. I kind of, like, take it out. But anyway, very, very interesting. We're going to light a Cuban cigar when we come back. Nicaraguan cigar. Nicaraguan cigar. We're going to put down the Cuban. We're going to go to Nicaraguan coffee, Nicaraguan cigars, brew the same exact way of the coffee. We'll see which we prefer, see if we see some similarities in there we're live from two guys smoke shop in salem new hampshire this is the studio 21 podcast cafe and you're listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network Stepping into the Aging Room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Rafael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling 
for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar age to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine. Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, 
attractively consistent and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Got too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. Keep our composure. With your host. Come on, David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One. Two, three, Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former gravekeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage, located at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe next week, the grand opening. Uh, today, it's Cuba versus Nicaragua Coffee Cigars. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcasts by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. All right, cigar number two is the, in the care package, right? That's correct. Because we put it in the care package because today we were going to celebrate its victory by winning the best cigar in Nicaragua, but it was not the winner. No, sir. All three of us said this is unquestionably going to be the winner, and it was not the winner. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But see if you don't smoke the cigar and say this is an unbelievable cigar. This is the Perdomo Habano. And Barry, tell us about this. Well, the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Age is available in three different wrappers. And today we fire up the Sun Grown, which was part of this month's care package. The Sun Grown wrapper spends 10 months aged in bourbon barrels. And the cigar is rounded out with binder and fillers from Nicaragua, including a four-year aged Seiko from Condega, five-year aged Viso from Jalapa, and six-year aged from Esteli. 
Today we are firing up the Epicure, which measures 6x54, and it carries an MSRP just north of $8. Okay, now, you have not cut your cigar, you have not lit your cigar yet, and there's a thousand of years have the cigar. I want you to do me a favor, do you a favor, and smell the body of the cigar, the outside wrapper of the cigar, because that was what was in the bourbon barrel. It's got an oaky component to it. Oh, my God, is that delicious smelling. Very good. Very good. And then the second way you're going to smoke it is the foot of the cigar, the open end, and you'll smell the sweetness of the Nicaraguan tobacco in there. Like a golden raisin. But it's the outside of, he's doing it to all the cigars now at this point, including Garofalo that he makes for us. Yep. He's putting the wrappers inside that barrel, not just for the purpose of the flavor, which is important also, but the color of it. So if you look at the color of it, it actually evens the color out by sitting in there. And he, he, it allows him to get one final fermentation. He's, he's only able to hit that 106 degrees in his fermentation so many times with the tobacco. And when it stops being able to hit that temperature, it's done fermenting. And then he discovered through this experiment with his dad that he was able to get one more fermentation out of that tobacco by putting it in the bourbon barrels. And it feels like it enhances the oils of the cigar yeah, as well. It, Very oily looking yeah, smoke. It does a lot inside there. And he said, you know, the idea was to just have a bourbon barrel aged line, but it works so well that it, even though this one is called bourbon barrel aged, they're all bourbon yeah. barrel aged at this point. Uh, but it is beautiful. It, the aroma of it, everything about it, I thought a slam dunk for sure. Let's give it a cut and light and see how it tastes. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars. They stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. While they're in Germany, people are going to come up to them in the booth today and say, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting. And the amazing thing is... They barely speak English, and they will recite this to them. This is what happened last year anyway. i got to imagine it's going to be happening even better. Are we growing? Are we growing? I know in size. Yes, we are. I ran the numbers, and I'll send them to you when the month of September is complete. Okay. But we're on pace for a nice increase. All right, good, good. We're working hard. We're trying to be better and better at all times. Uh, go ahead. We talk during the cigar tastings all the time about after you cut the cigar, this is when you take a pull on it because if it's Without not going to draw now, yeah. it's never going to draw. And every single time I'm just in the habit, I cut the cigar and I always check the draw. And I, I forget that this is a Perdomo. You don't have to. You don't have to check it. It's going to draw every but time. You should taste it mm. because or else you get to, you get, you're missing a different taste. Because it's going to taste different when you light it. There is a little bit of that vanilla, bourbon-y kind of taste on the cold draw that I, I've just smoked the cigar so many times. It ends up dissipating when you light it. It's not a flavored cigar. You're not going to taste bourbon while you're smoking it. But on the cold draw, you can pick up some of those notes of vanilla from those casks. And let's use this gigantic black label by Lotus. This is the uh, Lotus Dominator. It is Domination. Total domination. All four jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. You've got two bullet punches when you flip out the side underneath the striker. For two different gauges, you've got a flip-out scissor cutter you got it all. to be able to cut your cigars. And it uh, retails for $69.99. And I think for a table lighter, what a bargain. 
Or a Barry pocket lighter. Correct. Whichever way you want. Fits right in his change pocket. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a lighter. I'm just happy to see you. There it's a go. lighter. Look at that. You're not Bad packing boy. that much, buddy. That's a serious lighter, man. Comes in a, in a nice box. Yeah. I mean, you give somebody that. That's a serious gift. Gift, gift he's given coming up soon. All right. I, I know the Cigaro so well. Very interesting. It's in my regular rotation. Yeah, very interesting. And you think I'm just a Connecticut guy when it comes to Perdomo. It isn't the sun-grown. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, all right, so we did a Cuban cigar with a Cuban coffee, and that was from Twin Engines Coffee. Sean's coming up now with a Nicaraguan coffee, all Nicaraguan he coffee. Needs to get, we need Twin to give Engines. him a, a nickname. His, his Sean's... You gave him stripper music? My name is Serge, and how can I help you? Now, a few something to drink, a wine, a cocktail, a, a espresso. Let's make it myself right back there with a little lemon twist. It's good. Try it. You know where that comes from? This is Jonathan. Uh, is it one of the Sasha Baron Cohen movies? No. Nope, you are incorrect, sir. It's not Trading Places. It's what? It's the... Um, Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Two. One. Two? Two. Ah. You want to bring your cup over here? I do. Pour you up a... One? I'm not sure Roger says it's one, so, you know, he's our champion of trivia. Yeah. Regular Beverly Hills Cop. And they put the lemon twist on the coffee. That would make it bitter, right? You, you don't want lemon twist in your coffee, do you? An espresso? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's what he says, but tea with the lemon, but coffee with the lemon? I find the trick is not to put it in the coffee, but to, to um, caress the, the rim with the, the skin the side. Rim. To put this a little bit of Barry oil. Stein caressing the rim. Yes. Giggity? I'm, I'm a little horrified <laughs> right now. <laughs> You know, you want to give it a little bit of a rim job. Oh, I knew that's where you were going with yes. it. I just don't know why it took you so long to get there. So Foreplay, my friend. I, I find the um, French press very hot. It's warm. Yes. Yep. I like Steam hot, and hot. I like hot coffee, though. I like my coffee. If I'm going to drink it, I, don't, I like the extremes. I like cold brew or I like hot coffee. So the... Twin Engines Cuban coffee is cut. It's 50% Cuban and 50% Nicaraguan. This is all Nicaraguan here. So you can pick up the second half of that Cuban coffee. That Nicaraguan's yeah. kicking in there. This is USDA organic. Whole Which is interesting that it's certified organic. In, Doc in, Oscuro. In Oscuro, my, which is a tobacco term, isn't it? Yeah. So is, is this a... a Black bean, Sean, is it, is it really dark? Yeah, he's saying yes. It really, oh, it's open. We can look. All right. It's, yeah. That is quite da dark. Dark, oily. Um, and this is. Looks like two different kinds of beans here. Just twin engine coffee made in dark Nicaraguan roast. Uh, the Nicaraguan cigar blend. Actually, cigar blend. Oh, here is the Cuban one opened up. So let's look at the difference of what that is. Very different. Well, these may be the Cuban beans, so pull out a few more. Yeah, look, they're all the same. They're all the same, huh? All right. See, can you flip over one of those Nicaraguans, even though, like, our guests can't see it? There's, I mean, the one on the right, can you flip one of those over? 
All right, so they both have that bean on the bottom look. Yeah. It's a crack. Yes. Very interesting. That, so the Nicaraguan seems to be, it's, it seems to be darker and oilier, which to people would say it's stronger, right? You and, that's think. A, and that's what they think with tobacco, but we know that that's not necessarily the case. It is stronger in flavor, but it is not stronger in caffeine. And I did some research on the cold brew, and I do have to give credit to my boy Aaron over there. The process of brewing cold does not extract more caffeine out of the bean. I was wrong. I know that it's, the cold brew is stronger caffeine-wise, but it is not because of the cold brew process. It's because you put more than double the amount of coffee in that amount of water. It breaks down to if you have an 8-ounce cup of coffee you're trying to make, you'd use a well-rounded tablespoon of grounds to make that cup of coffee. And to make cold brew, you use four and a quarter well-rounded tablespoons Whoa. to make the cold brew. So you have more, and then you cut that cold brew In 50% with water yeah. on average. So still it's two so to one. you end up with twice as much caffeine available, and you're, roast, you're brewing it for 24 hours. So you are extracting more caffeine, but if you were to do the same amount of coffee, the cold brew would come out less caffeine. I think I have a cup of your cold brew, and I feel it. Yeah, first sip. Yeah. You're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. This segment rocking. of the Coffee Authority. Yeah, we got to stop. By twin engines. Yeah, we got we to stop with the coffee talk. Can't help it. Uh, it's new to us. Sorry, we, we, we're geeking out on it. But uh, I'll tell you, it goes good. I, so I like the flavor of the Nicaraguan coffee more than the Cuban coffee. Yeah, it's a, it's a little less dark. It's brighter. But yet it's darker coffee, but dark, less dark tasting. Has a sweetness it's weird. To it. It's weird anyway. So let's, let's talk about cigars. Let's find out what's up in the world of cigars with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. This week, Dion Giolito of Illusion Cigars has purchased a trademark to the brand one-off. The trademark, Unbelievable move. The trademark was once applied to a Cuban cigar that was released in Italy, and it became a non-Cuban brand that was distributed in the USA by Paul Giacalone. Is he here? Who has left the building. Left the building. He was He's always of, here. He was afraid of the interview. And yeah. its most recent use was by the late Kiki Berger, and Illusione is expected to release the cigar one-off next year. You said it right the first time, Illusione. and then wrong the second time. Not Illusione. Illusione. But what an awesome purchase that is because what i'll tell you about one off this is the one that had the peace sign yeah and on the side very little one off but people called it one off they didn't call it the peace sign or anything like that but it was a small small brand that paul giacalone who was a uh, is a um, massachusetts native and he distributed it around here we were on board on that in a big big way of a little little brand but this was really the first micro micro um, boutique, yeah, and people talked about it everywhere. And and if you had one of them, it's like, oh my God, you got the one off. They just see the peace sign. Oh, you got the one off. The trade show booth, everybody hanging around. It was the cool thing way before 
everybody else. Yeah, it was well, a smart play by Dion. Yeah. When I had my cigar store in Brooklyn, we carried one off just yeah. like you did here. Yeah, it was awesome. And great cigar. We had one today. So Paul had read that. He brought in some cigars. He said, I got a little treat for you. And we had the little little uh, Corona. 17-year-old cigar. It's still strong yeah. as balls. Yeah. Woo. In a press release this week, Drew Estate shared with the media and its retail partners that the company saw a truck containing a full load of Tobacco Special Dolce Robusto and Underground Shade Bellicoso cigars was stolen. The company is asking to be notified if you were offered these by sa- for sale by non-Drew Estate authorized suppliers by calling their office in Miami. So the place to go to at this point is look who has them on deal. Who's ever running a big pro- promo on them is the thief. So just watch for that. Habanos SA announced this week that the 20th anniversary of the Habanos Festival will be held from February 26th to March 2nd, 2018. And finally, IPCPR announced this week that Mark Purcell would be stepping down from his post as CEO that he has held since 2014, effective October 15th. IPCPR currently does not have a replacement for the position, but expects to fill it relatively soon. Now, here's my question. You no longer sit on the board. Yep. So any information that you have is not off the record. You found it as a journalist. What's going on behind the scenes, <coughs> if anything? I believe that he had a three-year contract. His contract is up. Now, why would they remove him from it? Um, you know, we saw, we all saw that um, less people have been going to the trade show. I don't think it's his fault at all. I think we have uh, new brands not coming out. You have consolidation that happened. You have retailers that uh, aren't attending. Uh, California that didn't attend because they had a big tax that ended up happening. So I think he uh, is getting slapped around a little bit because of attendance would be my guess if the board decided, okay, um, you know, we see this in, in the cigar industry and other industries too, that the guy at the top, you know, the buck stops here. Right. He's the fall guy, and I think uh, that might have been done what did, did him in. And this is not me knowing anything. This is me from an outside looking in saying what could possibly be the reason. That could be the reason. Uh, he, one of his main things is the trade show. Um, the other thing is legislative, and both of them have been terrible for the cigar industry. So uh, it looked like the buck stopped on him, and unfortunately uh, – he perils down. And That's how the now, cookie crumbles. Yeah, and, and who jumps in in that spot? I've been um, – I sat in as a board of directors meeting uh, with the – and hired the guy before him who lasted uh, – Bill Spann, who only lasted a couple <coughs> of years, actually let go uh, before his contract ran out. Um, you know, what do you, what are you doing? It's a tough industry, man. A tough industry. You either make it happen or, or you don't. Interesting item of note, the 2017 IPCPR book that lists all the manufacturers was a third thinner than the 2016 edition. And that's sales of the book, too. Mm. So uh, it's a business. The IPCPR is a nonprofit, but it is a business. It's a nonprofit business. And uh, I would say that that was it. Uh, He did send me the press release before it went out. Um, I just waited until uh, sent it to Barry after, you know, it really got out or something. I think he was just saying, just so you know, here's sure. what's going on. But uh, um, listen, good, good soldier. I, I, I sat at the table with him for a few years and a uh, hardworking guy. And uh, he'll be missed as far as I'm concerned. I like him personally and uh, thought he did a nice job. But there's no doubt that the trade show has been harmed a bit. I don't think it's on on him, but... He, he falls down. So. And that's what's up in the cigar world. 
What's up? In the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up? Next week here on the Cigar Authority, it's International Podcast Day. We are doing in Studio 21 podcasts all day long. Even the Ashles are going to record at 1030, 1030 to 1130. And then we are on at 12 o'clock and then we go to two. And then every half hour or hour, there's going to be a different podcast that's going to happen live here and on the uh, United Podcast Network at six o'clock. And I don't know how we would tell people to, to join in on that. Um, maybe there's some they sort are- of link or- they are going to reach out to us and touch base about all that. All right, so we'll just put it on social media or maybe the Cigar Authority. At 6 o'clock, we're going to do a podcast about the podcast world, um, and it's for International Podcast Day, so we're going to do an hour show from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. next Saturday on another network, a big, big network, We're proud to be part of it, and basically tell the journey of you know, how, how do we do it? We did it through the Cigar Authority. This show, eight years ago, um, kind of ahead of the curve, and then um, turning into the grand opening of the first ever podcast cafe, which may or may not be showing up all over the world. Maybe uh, this is a positive thing, and people say this is a, a good business model, and you'll see podcast cafes opening up. I don't know. If it does, this Saturday will be the first one ever, and we'll see where it goes. Somebody asked me if the Ash Holes is going to be a bonus episode or if they're just recording the Wednesday episode on Saturday. Bonus. Bonus, he says. Bonus. Bonus cantos. Okay. Extra innings. So uh, it's a bonus episode. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening. The grand opening of the uh, uh, Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Doors open at 10 o'clock. We'll be here till at least 7 p.m. Come on up, and the coffee is going to be sold, and we're going to smoke cigars, and you're going to see different podcasts of different people from uh, mortgage people to jewelry people to uh, making your life better, uh, food, you name it. It's not all cigars. It's just whatever it is. If you ever thought about doing your own podcast, Pretty fun, pretty cool. Uh, come and talk to us about it, and we'll tell you how we can get you started. We've got to get Darren Merrill to have his own podcast. He's one interesting cat. He is. He's shaking his head, but he, he's got a lot to uh, teach people, and giving teaching is, is part of success. And I'm looking at my calendar here. We've got a lot of cigars and things we're going to be smoking in the future, but we only got a handful of guests coming up. We've got um, we to get to Well, them. the Skype thing appears to be working consistently, so I think we could... Stop bringing people in. Reach out to people that way. Okay. Right now, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. The Don Raphael Offer of the Day. The Don Raphael Offer of the Day is brought to you by none other than Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price, including Don Raphael Cigars. They're a good price cigar. But would you do this? And if so, for how much? And today is one crisp $100 bill. I'm interested. Eat a spoonful of coffee grounds and swallow it. Uh, Spoonful of coffee grounds. I'll do it. It's like the cinnamon challenge. Well, that can make you sick, right? We'll see if this makes you can uh, choke. You got a hundred bucks on you? I got. I always got a hundred bucks on me. Put the hundred bucks on the table right now. 
So this is really do it. Put it. Put the hundred bucks. Sean, I'm gonna need a uh, a teaspoon of uh, coffee grounds. Heaping doesn't have to be heaping. <laughs> Level <laughs> teaspoon would would suffice. And not a little tiny baby spoon either. A big tablespoon. Teaspoon. Teaspoon. Yeah, the challenge was a teaspoon. I Don't be trying to up the ante or over a there. ladle. Hundred dollars. Ladle. <laughs> So this isn't going to be a regular thing with me pulling the money out. Is it $100 a week? Because i got things on here for thousands and stuff. 500000 coming up. $2 million. Is there anything you wouldn't do for $2 million? There's a few things I wouldn't do. I don't think you'd do this. we got that coming up. All right. Sean's here. Is Sean, Sean going to feed it to you? Ah. Can Sean feed it to you? No. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Give me this. Oh, we're going with Burundi. There's an inside joke uh -huh. there. This he, is, this he is the, the Burundi. Spoon in the bag. What is this, a Sumatra? It's got a, Burundi is saying it's raisins, melons, and black tea. Does that I, seem fair? That's fair. Okay. That's fair. You're going to do this, huh? Look at this. So what did I say here? I said teaspoon of coffee grounds and swallow it. And he's having a smoke with it. Jonathan should be used to swallowing very dry. <laughs> <laughs> dry it in a devil dog without the milk? Just yeah. Swallow. Spitters are for quitters. Or quitters Can are I spitters. Can I a sip of coffee? Try to swallow it first. I tried. It's not going to happen. <laughs> wow. Look at this. Sean brought you some water. Oh, isn't that nice? Make ice coffee. Make, make ice coffee. <laughs> wow. Look at you. God won't eat a ding dong. But he eats a teaspoon of coffee grounds. That was rough. Wow, you But I'm taking the hundred bucks. Here we go. <laughs> Good for you. <clears throat> so freeze-dried scorpions and coffee grounds. Right. So far. But it's no to Twinkies. Pretty much organic. Give me an organic Twinkie and we'll talk. Wow. Oh. That's like drinking a cup of coffee right there. Is it? I mean, caffeine-wise. How about freeze-dried coffee? Remember you used to do Sanka? You'd put the teaspoon oh, yeah. of thing and mix it in. I like that for 100 bucks too. You want to put another one on really? the table? No, I'd drink Sanka just for fun. Okay, when we come back, it's going to be the classic three-way. Uh, and Sean is here, still our champion, right? Yes, he is. We're going to keep him coming till, uh, till you guys beat him. Mr. Jonathan's going to get Debonair. we got some letters in the mailbox. We'll get to those, too. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Smokey Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you too with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era 
where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. 
You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Raised in Cuba and steeped in the rich tradition of the Fernandez cigar legacy, A.J. Fernandez produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua, ensuring superior quality. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez Cigars de Nicaragua are managed under the watchful eye of A.J. Fernandez himself. Through a fusion of inherited techniques and learned patience, A.J. Fernandez filler tobaccos are grown from prized seeds which are proprietary only to the Fernandez family. Perhaps the most essential quality of the A.J. Fernandez line of cigars, such as New World, Enclave and Last Call, is the perspective and motivation of A.J. Fernandez, as well as the history of the Fernandez family. Enjoy the continuing legacy of A.J. Fernandez cigars. Hi, this is Nick Perdomo. Hi, this is Nicholas Perdomo Jr. From Perdomo Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. Gentlemen, Jonathan's going to do it debonair style. we got a classic three-way. Lots of letters in the mailbox. They're piling up. We're not going to get to a lot of them, but they're piling up. And um, we noticed Andy's numbers, Nelson, in the chat box. We see you there, Andy, numbers, Nelson. And um, he's not here in studio, but he's listening to us. You can go on the chat room. If you ever listen to the show live, you go on there and you can chat and say, say hi or something. Yeah, we may or may not notice you, but during the break, we noticed... We, you can get to the chat room at thecigarauthority.com. Yeah. There is a chat room attached to YouTube. Okay. But unfortunately, right now, we can't monitor that chat room. Uh, so if you want us to see your comments live, come to thecigarauthority.com and log into the chat there. Okay. So we can see it. And that's what, obviously, in these numbers, Nelson, he was an accountant. So he, he got that. He's uh, been on the show. Thing, yeah. So uh, eight years running, we're continuing the show, and next, uh, and I did an interview actually today. I was on a podcast this morning about podcasting, yes, and I were. was on a podcast from the podcast coach, and this guy coaches people about podcasting. So uh, very interesting. Um, there's a lot to podcasting, and we're we're still learning. Eight years into it, still learning about uh, the do's and don'ts of it, and we've done a lot of the don'ts. We continue to do a lot of the don'ts. Two hours for a show? Right. right. One of the things is you never do a podcast two hours long. You don't even do it an hour long because the attention span of people. But the idea of this was you're going to smoke a cigar or two like we do in the Cigar Lounge, and you talk to a guy, and you you get into long conversations, and you get to know people, and we get to know people. They, They come up and feel like they know us and coming to visit us and... It's been a wonderful adventure, and uh, we're going to continue uh, doing it, and we're going to keep doing it till we do it right. We're smoking the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Aged Sun Grown. What are we getting some flavors? I'm going to let it speak for itself. Raisin. Raisin toast. Raisin toast. Raisin toast. Raisin toast. Raisin toast. 100%. You got some raisin, you got some toasty components to it. You guys are both wrong because I'm tasting Burundi coffee grounds. <laughs> yes, right you now. are. Yeah, I'm sure you are. You know what? I was going to give you crickets, but 
you happen to be right for yourself. It for yourself. I'm not getting that at all, but I can understand you are. Hours from now, tastes I'm a little be... dry down <laughs> your back of your throat. Yeah. Hours from now, I'm going to be pulling these things out of my teeth. It was yeah. a dumb idea. I wouldn't do it again for 200. <laughs> it was dumb. <laughs> It was dumb. Well, wait till next week. We got a good one for you. While you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is Gentleman Jonathan. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide their clients with... Wait for it. Suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. And here's the second installment of The One-Upper. Last week we learned how not to be the one-upper, but now we're going to learn how to deal with the one-upper. Mm, okay. First, you need to get control of the conversation. The easiest and most effective way is to ask a question. Like last week, we gentlemen must have powerful observation skills. While Mr. Upper is bloviating, you can scan through the room to find someone that might be interested in what is being discussed. When you make eye contact, you reach out to them and say, Dave, do you know Barry? He was just telling me about X. Barry, I hate to make you start over, but Dave loves this type of thing. And as soon as they shake hands, you can excuse yourself from it the conversation. The pass off. And we here at the Cigar Authority call this the pass off, ash off. Yes. The question is, are you debonair or not? It's awesome. It's been done to me. I've I don't think that's very debonair, though. It's, it's that's why you so do well. the asylum segment and I do the debonair yeah, segment. Because it's undebonair to the guy that you're basically... The one-upper? No, the guy that you're passing him off to. Yeah, it's kind of dirtbaggy tender, but maybe he likes it. I don't know. Well, if it's something that he's into. It's, it's not that it's a bad guy, but you're passing it off. It, kind of it, like Grandma and the Cannonball. Everybody's got to take. She might like it. Yeah? yeah. You know, which was a few weeks ago. What? You, you did the proper way to do a cannonball, and you said it's okay to do the cannonball as long as you say heads up first, even though you might splash Grandma. I don't think that was debonair. That's not at all what I said. I don't think you listened to it. Anybody within 10 feet of the pool should expect to get splashed, but if someone walks by in their evening gown, you don't douse them. But for the most part, people are within 10 feet of the pool, they they're, should they're, expect some interaction with the water. That's all. They're expecting it. They're expecting it. So you got something in the mailbag. We got a lot of mailbags, so we're going to we'll chip away a couple maybe, but we can't do a whole bunch. So. Uh, there's a letter in your mailbox. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Mr. Jonathan, I'm convinced we are related. Note, I too am bald. I too typically sport a goatee similar to yours, uh, though last year I had a full beard. I'm a coffee connoisseur with an, with an Italian imported espresso machine. Nice. Notice I did not say espresso. That's a little bit of a dig on you, really? David. You say espresso. And, and, it's espresso. 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 And what do I say? Espresso. Espresso. Yes. Espresso. The, es as in the former espresso. It's espresso. Okay. Espresso. Espresso. I'll try to be get that. Cold brew and pour over are my other methods of take. However, I cold brew for 24 hours, not two days. Let's not get silly now. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a two-day soak is where it's at. Depends on how uh, how much coffee flavor you yeah, want. Yeah, it's out of experimental. It. That's right. 
Uh, I feel like we are close in our preference for cigars, although I tend to lean toward fuller body than you, I think. It's probably true. I tend to be on the mild to medium side. Uh, the coffee episode was great. Hearing the coffee grinder in the background has convinced me that I must figure out a way to visit the shop soon, meet all of you once and for all, Please come. and enjoy my favorite two pastimes in that friendly setting, and that is Vic from Arizona. Arizona, long hike. Long hike, Vic, but would love to have you up here, and uh, I'll certainly buy you a cup of coffee if you come on up. Not enough to get you here, but... Arizona, that's where uh, Ambassadors Fine Cigars is. Yes, Yes. That's a shop. We're not visit. allowed to give away cigars. It's against the law, but I can give away coffee, right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. People a cup of coffee. Sure. Uh, following message also submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Mark writes, I just bought a cabinet humidor and started to buy boxes of cigars from my local store. Two questions. Is it a bad idea to keep a painted box in my humidor? Uh, and he references the consigliere box from CAO. Can the paint fumes affect my sticks? How do you store the box? Is it okay to keep the lid closed or try to pop open so air moisture reaches the sticks? Thanks. So if you can smell the paint, and this happened, there was a manufacturer that had released something, and I won't, uh, they won't, I won't mention names. Yeah, I can think of two. But they released the cigars, and they had put them in the box before the paint had completely cured. And the cigars started to taste like paint. It used to be a big problem during the cigar boom. And every once in a while, you see it when somebody tried to release something quick. We saw a little bit of that before the uh, FDA thing yep. that people were rushing it out. And they it actually ruined the cigars. It ruins it. So if you can smell paint, it's, they've already, you've already got cigars that are tainted. You want to keep that box and those cigars as far away from your humidor as possible. I would return it. If it smells like paint. Yeah. Uh, as but that's 99.999% as... of the time. You're never going to have that problem. Right. It's, if you it's... smell paint, it's a problem. Yeah. But if you don't smell paint, you're okay. Yeah. As far as storing boxes, boxes are not completely airtight. It is okay to leave your box as it is in. Even with the cellophane the hum- around it, it's fine. It doesn't matter because that's porous too. Yeah. We, I mean, we, all of our boxes in our humidor down yeah. here are cellared. Yeah. Millions of dollars worth of cigars are in perfect condition. I store full boxes of cigars that way. When I, when, I full, when I store single cigars, they always get ruined. You know, you try to keep them away from the other stuff, and so the thing, but they roll into each other. They start banging up. The next thing you know, they get ruined. The, the only way for, for long-time storage is by the full box. And then you can pull from those boxes, but you keep the cigars within the box itself. Mixed in together, you got one of this, two of that, three of that, and you're you're saving all these. They're blending into each other after a while. They're never quite the same. And heaven forbid that you run into a beetle problem. Oh, God. It's better to keep them in the box, the box closed. You notice a beetle in the box. Chances are it's contained to that box. Yeah. You pull it. Not guaranteed. Yeah. But it should help. Oh, that's that's a nightmare. So uh, we're going to go to a classic three-way now, and we're going to bring Sean up. And I'm going to make the call right now. If, if, we, um, if he wins two more times or so, we're going to have to have a sound for him, a, a, a song. He's got to have his own thing because this guy ain't losing, right? You're right. So right now uh, it's time for the classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $50. 
$3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Sean! No. Sean the cheater! Sean! Sean is not a cheater, and I do it. Dave! Dave the cheater! No, no. And uh, there's Barry even covering it up so nobody can see anything. Um, All right, I'm going to... I'm going to tell you, first off, there's no cheating involved. I swear to God, I don't know other, another way to say it, I swear to God there's no cheating involved, and I do everything in my part to try to make it so that he can't even do his homework, although you should be doing your homework if you want to win this. So this week I went as far as to say, today is the 23rd of September, but I'm going to go to the 24th of September, and I have 10, and we're going to do 6 out of 10. Mr. Jonathan, you're going to pick the number of what it's going to be. See, this is all smoke and mirrors, oh, folks. Man, this is not. how he does it. But I'm going to go with my favorite number, 5. Number 5. And this is going to start with Sean because... He's the champion. He's the champion. It makes In it quotes, tough for him. Take, take I'm, for I'm him. testing you for steroids after this. <laughs> so today, tomorrow, September 24th, on this day, fancy Babe Ruth's Farewell Yankee appearance at Yankee Stadium. Fancy Babe Ruth's farewell Yankee appearance at Yankee Stadium. This is a law ball to Barry Stein, who comes from New York, is a sports fan. So it's a law ball to him. It goes to Sean. What year was that, Sean? I have no clue. Uh, 39. 39, he says. Parents? 36. 36. I'm going to say 49. 49. Everybody is over. It's 34. Close, but everybody's over. That's good, Sean. Start off losing one. I'll keep it going. All right. Okay, so this is now going to Barry. Pick a number, Barry. Four. Four. Number four, Jailhouse Rock single was released by Elvis Presley and became Billboard's Song of the Year. Today, what year? 57. 57, he says. 55. 55. 56. 56. Somebody has two points. Barry Stein, 57. Yeah, right. You're going down, Sean. Oh, I think so. Okay. Are you throwing this now? Mr. Jonathan, pick a number. No, it's Sean's turn to pick a number. Go ahead, Sean. You're going to let him pick the number. He's got to pick it. Barry right. and I both did. One. One. This goes to you, Mr. Jonathan. Okay. American fast food restaurant chain. Now, this is going to Barry again. Another law ball. Why, because he's fat? <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken opens its first mind. franchise in Salt Lake City, Utah, today, tomorrow, actually. What year? Kentucky Fried Chicken opens its first franchise location in Salt, State, Salt Lake City, Utah. Colonel what Sanders year? attended our anniversary party. <laughs> he looked like Colonel Sanders, but it wasn't. That would be you. I went first last time, Jonathan. Okay, 31. 31. Sean? I would say 58. 58? 61. 61. Mr. Jonathan will take it at 31. It's 52. Mr. Jonathan gets the point. I'm kicking your ass, Sean. Oh, <laughs> it's about time. There it is. So uh, pick a number, Barry. Uh, number six. Number six. 
And who's this go to? Sean. This goes to Sean. U.S. Congress established the Post Office Department tomorrow. What year? U.S. Congress established the Post Office Department. The post Office starts. 1946. 1946. 1823. 1823. 1801. 1801. And everybody is over. Get out of here. 1789. 1789. So we have four. Barry's got two points. Mr. Jonathan, one. Sean has none. We got two left. All right. I'm going to say number 10. Number 10. Beloved puppeteer and creator of the Muppets, Sesame Street and Fraggle Rock, Jim Henson created the iconic puppets Hermit the Frog, Oscar the Grouch, Bert and Ernie, and he was born on this day tomorrow. Oh, he was born. He was born. Bastard. Jim Henson, born today, tomorrow. What year? Jim Henson. I think it's Barron's. Barron's. Is it me? Yeah. I think it's 1938. You. 1938. 23. 23. 35. 35. 35 for the point. Oh, close. It was 36. Almost two points. So Sean's got one, Barry's got two, Mr. Jonathan's got one. We have one question to go. You're up to pick the number, Sean. Pick the, pick the number, Sean. Eight. Number eight. You need the point to tie, which will keep your title. You need two points <clears throat> to win. And who's it go to? Uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's Sean. Sean. The Tonight Show premieres on NBC. Johnny takes over after eight years, the Johnny Carson Show. Johnny Carson takes over the Tonight Show because it started before him. Johnny Carson. No, no, I'm sorry. The Tonight Show premieres on NBC. Johnny takes over eight years later. This is the beginning of the Tonight Show before Johnny Carson even took over. Tomorrow. What year did the Tonight Show start before him? 1962. 62. 63. 63. 1950. 1950 for the point, Mr. Jonathan. Two points for Mr. Jonathan. Two points for Barry. Sean has been eliminated. Hang on a second. You've got enough. we got to do a tiebreaker. We're tied up two to two. Okay. We'll do a tiebreaker. Pick a number, Sean. So what if Sean gets two points? Sean can't answer. Wins. Sean can't answer. No, no he can answer. Okay. He's still in. Seven. Number seven. 60 Minutes premieres on CBS TV Freaking tomorrow. Are you kidding me? 60 Minutes. Longest running TV show, I believe. 60 Minutes. Who's this go to? I think it's me. 1950. 1950. 1973. 73. Um, that's what I was going to say. I'll say 70. 70. 70. Mr. Jonathan takes the point and takes the win at 1950. It's 1968. Finally. 1968. Sean. We have a winner. There Congratulations. Has never been a greater victory. Sean can take the, the week off next week if he wants. He actually doesn't have to come and has been eliminated, and we don't have to write a theme song for him. <laughs> That's the only reason I won. <laughs> Which is good because we saw how well my theme for uh, Sean went, the barista. Right. That was terrible. Was terrible. So we're smoking the Perdomo Habano. Final thoughts of the Perdomo barrel-aged, sun-grown Habano. It's a go-to for me. It's very good. It's very consistent. I'm, I'm struggling straight to come medium, up with flavors. Straight medium I, body. You're taking it. I got, I got cinnamon notes. 
Um, there's raisins and there's toasty notes. The berry nailed, by the way, but cinnamon notes added to it. There's no bourbon or anything like that. I'm getting a little bit of butterscotch right now. A very faint on the finish butterscotch. Which is more prevalent in his Connecticut version, the butterscotch. But I, I'm picking a little bit of that up. You got what he's throwing down, huh? Mm. So uh, not the winner of the uh, of the Cigar Journal Trophy Awards this year, but has been the winner consistently year after year after year. And the word consistent is important right Very here important. because consistency is what wins this game of, of Perdomo cigars, I say. Very, very consistent every time. You said perfect draw every time. You don't even have to test the draw. We know because of draw testing and everything that goes along with it. But fantastic cigar um, no matter what. Yeah, definitely a good bang for the buck. So that's it. That's it. We're going to uh, call it a show. It is finally here. Next week, the grand opening of a new concept business. It's called Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We have gifts for the first 100 people that actually come uh, and order a coffee. We have a gift. It has not arrived yet. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about that, too. But uh, they say it will be here. Um, and it will be a first and a last for us. We'll see what that's all about next week. You'll hear what that means. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's more than likely that you've learned nothing else Probably. in the last two hours. But always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.